Hey there, this is Sam, and I need to give you a very quick heads up about this episode. The audio quality is much lower than any of our previous episodes, which is unfortunate since this is basically the penultimate episode to this week's mystery. The audio kind of dips in pitch randomly, so it'll kind of sound like this at unfortunate times. Uh, And it also will kind of jump and skip randomly, kind of like one second at a time. So sentences may sound incomplete. We had no idea that the audio would be this affected by the storm that was hitting the east coast of America when we recorded this. Uh, And we apologize deeply for it and how it might affect your listening experience. Nevertheless, we are looking into more secure alternatives for the future. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this episode. Now, on with the recap. Previously on the player's world. Oh my God, there was this huge monster. It was right in front of me. I did not know what to do. And then I exploded and it just got trapped somehow. So after that, the dome freaking exploded and I got blasted back and it went running off. And then I saw this other thing that looked similar to it, but it's apparently rainbow. And she went dashing after it. It freaking like made her get knocked out and she talked with it. I'm still so confused on that. We finally catch up to her because we went running after her. And then and then Augustus came up and started saying, he's like, hey, you shouldn't have done that. You should have told me. And I was like, I was trying to tell you, but we got attacked by the monster. And when we realized that the farmer's role who we were investigating with, her daughter went away. So then after that, we split up and we decided to split up me and rainbow went off and we looked at an old playground and i tried to do the magic thing again and it worked and it was at an old shack the farmer knew where the shack was so we went there let's find out what happens in the player's world hi everybody so before we start this particular episode, what I want to do is go over uh, everything that they've learned about this mystery and the monster and everything. The first question I want to ask each of you, do you reckon you got everything? Probably not. Nah. I mean, in general, I'm a, compu- I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I always feel like I never have everything. I'm positive we missed stuff. There is something that's like in a corner. Like I feel like we have a giant a thousand piece puzzle in front of us, and then the last piece is missing, and it's like in the basement under the washing machine for some reason. <laughs> That's what yeah. it always feels like with mysteries and me. I don't know. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm wondering how we're gonna stop a monster that can just stop you in your tracks and put you into like a mind world thing. Well, we have to probably be really, really quiet because it's uh, it's like movement is based on like hearing. It's kind of like um the creatures from a quiet place. Oh yeah, okay, with John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what are what are the monster's capabilities? It, it's got some kind of like telepathic control in some uh-huh. way. <laughs> it's very already, fast. It is very fast. Yep. It has claws and teeth. His motive seems to be just to kill. Yep. But why the cows specifically? Yeah, it's not a very intelligent creature, too. Well, you say that, but it's if it's got telepathic capabilities and it was able to telepathically communicate with me. Yeah, but it keeps saying, you will suffer while I kill. So there is a purpose. Yeah. yeah, and when I uh, read his emotions with my empath power, like Sam said, 
Like, there's nothing human in him. Mm. He's just, he's a beast. It is a one-track mind, yeah. Um, what are its weaknesses? It, like, needs to be able to, it can't see, it doesn't have any eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's literally all I can think of. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I know, like, if, once you get its attention, like, that's how you stop him from doing what he's doing. Uh, it, it also knows the so terrain cool. really well, so we're also at a disadvantage there. Yep. Mm. Jojo, you big-brained it just then, because... God damn. I was going to get you guys to, like, in character if you wanted to, like, read a bad situation. Yeah. Hey, Jojo? Yeah. I, like, I love it, but also, <laughs> f*** you. You just... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Tactics. <laughs> All right. I think you guys smashed it. Um, are you comfortable to go in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go. The group gathers themselves, quietly huffing for breath from the moonlight chase they have just pursued to catch up. Positioned in the center of this clearing in front of them is a rather small and lifeless two-story log cabin. As there are no lights or visible presence coming from this hut, your eyes strain to see exact details. But Eli, of course, you know that this is what you saw when you tethered into the monstrous vision. This is where it went. This is where it took Abigail. A small dirt path leads up to the front door of this cabin in front of you, and it also forks off and keeps going around behind it. Augustus catches his breath and turns to you, Eli, and says, um, Okay, are, you, um, are we ready? Are we sure? What's the, what's, what's the plan here? We know a few things. We know it uh, can only hear and it cannot see. So we have that. So don't make a lot of noise unless we're going to fight it and maybe make a lot of noise and distract it. We also probably should figure out where it is, where the girl is. Yeah, maybe just approach it really, really stealthily. And Mr. Flanagan also sort of steps forward and he says, please, I, I just need you to find my little girl. I just, just get her back to me safe as possible. Please, please. Can I smell her in the house like she's definitely in the house and not already dead um yeah i think you be able to smell dead people oh i can smell her blood in particular i can smell dead people they're Um, pretty stinky sorry um, what i mean is do i smell human blood that is fresh in the area um no you don't but you do get the sort of lock-on position that she is within the immediate vicinity but you intuit is in fact this cabin you do smell the fear on Eli, though, because he is definitely dripping sweat. Who wants to take the lead of this situation? Can I read a bad situation is the thing I'm going yeah. for. Like, I'm just looking over I the think... cabinet to see if there's any obvious entrances. So let's roll plus sharp. Yeah, plus sharp. You have, what's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threats? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Double sixes. All right. So first question, what's the best way in? The best way into this cabin would be through an entryway that is not expected, but also to enter in together so as not to maybe get like picked off or like jumped alone kind of thing. 
Okay. Uh, are there any dangers that we haven't noticed yet? Eli, you maybe start to pan around the house just a little bit just to get a better angle and look at things. And you notice two things. Okay. The roof on the second story at the back of the house has completely collapsed. So you assume the structural integrity of this cabin may be somewhat compromised. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that into consideration. Another thing is that there is a small tool shed towards the back of this clearing that you couldn't really see before. Now, this doesn't mean that it is like a 100% guaranteed danger. It's just something that you didn't notice before because you were just not on the right angle. What is the best way to protect the victim? Okay, I have two things for you here. The victim, being this girl, is to get in as quickly and quietly as possible and get her out. But also, the victims, being the rest of Broadstead, is to bar this thing from leaving this cabin so that you guys can finish this here and now. That would be the best way to protect the victims, as in, like, everybody. Because this thing stretches past your situation right now, you know? Uh, I I guess I'll head back and I'll explain that to the group. So... There's a couple of small entrances that I found around the back. There's a small shed in the back. It's not very stable. We need to figure out a way to either keep this thing here or kill it. And we also need to do this quick and quietly. So if anyone has a plus 12 in stealth, <laughs> I'd be very appreciative. <laughs> I will give you something else, Eli, because I, I don't think I clarified it as well. Uh, when you asked what's your best way in... Um, it would be through an entryway that's not expected, but also don't tune together. There is a front door and there is a back door, and every other window around is boarded up. Is there any good way to get up to the roof? You could. It would take maybe like a boosting. All right. That would be the most unexpected. Please remember that he did say we should all go in at once. And also, there are three oh, adults here. That is true. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, Augustus, cool. what's your cool? <laughs> <laughs> to say why don't we do what we were doing earlier and have like the two go in through the roof so what that would be rainbow and me and then i mean you two go have... in and find the girl yeah i mean but though we need to be a little bit careful because as i point towards like a pole and it just whoosh, falls off yeah it's not exactly really stable but that would also allow us to make a lot of noise yeah, but we also kind of want to go in quietly and fast, so odds are really against us right now. Yeah. We don't have to. We can defy that advice. Defy me, yes. Right. <laughs> when he virtually looks you in the eye and says, bum rush that fool, and uh, all of you should definitely be together so that you don't get picked off horror movie style, uh, it's not a good time to say, all right, gang, let's split up and search for clues. <laughs> also, just, um, that's my two cents. I think we should all go in. You have the front door, the back door, and if you want, you can, I don't know how you'd try, but you could also access the roof, but you may not get everybody in at once. Well, how tall up is the roof? Um, I'd say it's like, you know, to a first floor story and like a little bit more because it's, it's not like the, it's not like the floor level of the second story. It's just like shaped off. It's like, you know. Well, I mean, if Rainbow is on her heels, that makes her like, like how tall? I haven't put a number to it, but I wanted her to be slightly uh, like about the size of a grizzly bear or larger. So, yeah. Could you like throw somebody on the roof? <laughs> Just like eat someone up there? Keeper. <laughs> what are my capabilities? I mean, it's going to take some some rolls. There'll be a lot of rolls if you want to go in that way. But um, yeah, let's 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 make it happen. 
I'm going to bark in a Lassie-like fashion, but very quietly, and uh, <laughs> run over to the building, mm-hmm. tail a wag, and then lean up against the wall to provide a doggy ladder. You guys see this canine ladder appear. Yeah, Liz is just walking slowly towards Rainbow. Ava walks past Liz <laughs> and just pats her on the shoulder. Yeah, you all make your way over to Rainbow, who's formed this canine doggy ladder. So who's going to be the first up? Ava. <laughs> all right, Ava, roll, act under pressure. As you try to make your way, shimmy your way up, up Rainbow's back. I got a five. Does me providing the ladder provide any kind of assistance? Yes, Rainbow, roll a plus cool for help out. And that'll just be like ongoing. So rather than do it every single time somebody new goes up, it'll just be the one roll for everybody. Come on, Metal good. Is a seven enough? Um... I mean, could I also help out? Because I'm going to be below her. If she, like, stumbles, I can, like, kind of hold her up. Yeah, yeah, okay. Roll plus help out. Lose. Because we're currently sitting at a six for Ava to get up there. Okay, one more. Yikes. <laughs> I got an eight. That's a plus one. Um, Ava, hey. as you step up onto Rainbow's shoulders, uh, Rainbow kind of maybe doesn't hadn't judged your weight correctly and she kind of like slips a little bit and you you go to jump up and you you miss the ledge the first time but Luz kind of shoves her shoulder in underneath Rainbow somehow like summoning this like extra strength and it pushes Rainbow up and you can sort of hop up and you land both of your hands on the ledge of the of the clearing above however Rainbow when you slipped your knee smashed into the side of the cabin and we hear a loud crunch that you know definitely anything within this cabin heard Sam, I'm going to, like, go fly over to Australia <laughs> and, like... <sighs> help out. On a 7 to 9, your help grants in plus 1 to their roll, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. I'm just following the rules. Oh, well, does that mean Luz is also going to have, a, have a, 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 good, a good thing? Because I also got a mixed success, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough for now. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. Hmm. 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 Oh, boy. But we do have Ava up. Who's going to go next? Well, Luz is already going. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's going to look at Rainbow and be like, seriously? <clears throat> I'm just going to just start climbing, I guess. Sam. Relax under pressure. Oh, cool. You get a plus one, so you're at a zero. Yep. I got, no, I got a five. The minus one. <laughs> With cool. No, you get plus one from me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just got six. <laughs> I got ten. Yes. <gasps> Hell yeah. Success. Yes. All right. <laughs> Luz, you climb your way up Rainbow's back, and the same pretty much thing happens except Rainbow, you slip on the other side. My leg! <laughs> <laughs> your other knee slams into the side of this cabin, uh, but Luz, you were already in mid-jump, and Ava's hand snatches you out of the air as Ava collects you and then pulls you up onto the ledge. My ears are down and my eyes are closed and I'm the picture <laughs> of canine mortification. <laughs> uh, it is um, just Elena. Before I get up, can I just hear for a second? Roll a really bad situation. Well, my first roll was double six and my second roll was double ones. Oh, snake eyes. Yeah, so double ones. Well, at least I get to mark an experience. Eli, as you take a beat to just let the sounds of everything around you set in, you hear some creaking of floorboards coming from directly behind the wall that you guys are currently in front of. Oh no, I'm about to die. 
but I the say, windows are boarded oh. up at the moment, so you cannot see inside. Oh, damn it. So I made things worse. Question, would it be a kick some ass roll if I attacked the wall to get through it? Yeah. We're doomed. Do we have a vantage point from the roof? Like, can we see in the building to see um, that this thing is, like, approaching? I would say the gap in the floorboards, if it was, like, daylight or if there was some sort of light shining into this thing, you might be able to peek through them a little bit, but it is pitch black inside. It is middle of the night, basically, now, so there is, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look at Ava and just be like, Ava, don't you have one of those little uh, little things? Are you talking about a phone? Um. Yeah. Ava's going to whip out her phone and use the flashlight. Ava, you whip out your phone and you press the unlock button, uh, but all you can get is the glow from your screen as all you get is the bright pink and purple kind of staticky glow. You cannot access any sort of apps or features. You just have the glow of your phone. She's going to use it. She's going to try. Shoot. Yeah, you press it down to the floorboards beneath you. However, it is not... You press it down to the floorboards beneath you and maybe you kind of squint your eyes and maybe press them up to the floorboards as well. You don't see any particular shapes, but you also don't see any movement. Okay. Wait, what, what do you see? I can't see anything. There's nothing. I don't see anything. I'm going to walk up near Rainbow and I'm going to pat her on her thigh and then I'm going to do like, I'll do like point towards my eyes and then point towards the wall and then I'll like do a windmill with my arms for some reason because I think I might be able to translate it. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a very significant look with my wolfy eyes. Nod. I want to pull back uh, with all my strength to try and smash through the wall. You're gonna head up the wall? No, like paw first, like a big pup, like bump. Roll kicks and ass. Um. All right, that is a f- math eight plus three. 11. Hey! 11. You choose one extra effect. You gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm. You suffer less harm. You force them where you want them. Um. So, my concern is that you've pulled a subtle move and have put the child on the other side of the wall. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, um, I want to pin whatever's there beneath me, but not cause harm to it. We see Rainbow reel back and then burst forward as she bulk smashes through the side of this cabin. Kool-Aid man style. The clamoring of wood rattles beneath you, Aver, and lose as Rainbow, you career forward, tackling a lamp to the ground. Ah. <laughs> uh, the floor beneath you, Aver, and lose just kind of sways side to side a little bit, but then it kind of settles. Yeah, I like back up a little bit and I look towards them upstairs and I just have like my two fingers out in like a gun position and I just start moving them like forward to kind of just like signal, go in, go in, go in. Go, 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 go. (laughs) Yeah, go, 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 go. That was a good sound. Lose than Ava, you turn around to go back into the cabin and head maybe downstairs and try and meet up with the other hunters. However, when you turn around, the hallway in front of you is, of course, heavily illuminated by the moonlight above because there is no, basically no roof to this entire first floor. The roof seems to have caved in with shards of timber and fractured glass window panes and smashed furniture are like 
the only remnants of most of the walls and rooms up here. And you notice among all of this wreckage, it is all coated in some way, to some extent, with a dark black tar substance that you pick up, Ava, with your the glow of your phone light. However, when you turn around, in the middle of all of that wreckage, with all of the debris cleared aside, you see a small configuration of unlit candles. Oh, God. And to the far end of this cabin, you see the stairs that lead down. Oh, God. What do you do? Don't light the candles. I don't think we have any fire. Yeah. I want to look at the situation. I don't really know what's going on. Ava doesn't know the first thing about magic. Roll investigate a mystery. Please be good. Please be good. I got eight. On a seven to nine, you get to hold one. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Yeah, what happened here? As you step closer, you gain a proper sense of this scene. There are a scattering of candles and clippings of cut bird wings. Of the black tar substance that litters this top floor, you notice there is a large pool of it directly in front of this candle configuration, with a series of large canine track marks that leave the puddle and go off. From the theme of everything you've noticed, you intuit that this was some sort of witchcraft, ritual, or summoning. What would Luz like to do? Read a bad situation. Hold on, I'm I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, just like theories. Sharp. <laughs> I'm nervous. Ben, finally, some good freaking rolls. On a ten plus, you get a whole two. Where did it? Not where did it go? What is being concealed here first? Because I'm kind of curious about the girl. While there is not much being concealed in the form of like hidden objects, you gain knowledge from sorting out what you may not have kind of noticed before. The splinters from the caved-in roof lies underneath all of the black sludge. So you can tell that the roof caved in and then the ritual was performed. Hmm. You also take a deeper look at the inscription that has been carved into the floorboards that you now notice. And you lose, see markings of strange symbols that you recognize as these ancient hieroglyphs. Although you don't know its exact translation right now, you have come across these types of symbols in your studies. And it may take a little bit of time to research it. Oh, are we in an episode of Ancient Aliens? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do a... Uh, where did it go? And then I'll uh, review that stuff. The only tracks that you can follow are the large canine sludge footprints that head directly off the side of this roof. And when you lean over to the edge, you can also see a small uh, kind of landing of these footprints on the grass below. And then they head off in the direction straight for Flanagan Farm. Um, okay. I gotta go research these, uh, runes. You should get the others and go towards Flanagan Farm really fast. Wait, I think that's its original summoning. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but, like, what, what else do I have to work with? I'm, on one hand, I think that they should go towards the farm because that's, like, all we really have. But also, I'm covered in cow blood, if you remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, if he can smell me, <laughs> I don't want to be left yep. alone smelling like cow. <laughs> I think if Luz wants to work on those inscriptions for a little bit, Ava is willing to support that. And if anything starts to go down, we'll be able to hear it, and then we can go rush into battle, so. As long as things are quiet, I think Ava is comfortable doing that. Yeah, I gotta look at those inscriptions. And <laughs> Ava stands watch. 
Uh, Rainbow, you've just slammed through into the um, you've just slammed through the side of the cabin, and you've pinned down a lamp. And Eli, you've stepped in. Yeah, I, I've stepped in, and my face has slammed into my palm. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a look that's like, "Oh, why did you want me to kill a lamp?" I was like, "I didn't. I thought the monster. Would, I didn't tell you to go in." Confused, doggy head tilt. As you step into this room, you notice that it is very, very dark. Uh, and you notice only a small amount of moonlight shining in through each of the windows, except for the giant hole that you have now gashed into the side of the cabin. As you sweep this room, on your left, you see an ornate candlestick holder that sits atop a large dining table. To the center of this room is an old moth-eaten couch that sits in front of a dusty fireplace, and to the far right corner lays just the remnants of a few cabinets and drawers that have aged and withered away with time. But beside that, at the far edge of this room, is a doorway that leads off into the next room. Um, is there like a sort of matchbox lying around or something I can use to light the candle? Roll like under pressure. As you sort of try to fumble through the dock to look for to look for this thing. It's a five and a six. That's minus one. Is a ten. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, next to the fireplace, you find a a box of unpackaged matches. Uh, okay, I'll take one out. <laughs> As long as they don't seem like ritual candles, I'm okay with this. But otherwise, ah! Yeah, it is um, dining room candles. Okay. Yeah, I'll light that candle so we can see a little bit better. Yeah, there's like five or six different candles on this uh, holder. So you actually, you can really illuminate the room. When you uh, when you light it up, you uh, from this angle now, you see that there are actually two uh, doorways leading out of this room. From uh, what I'm going to say is the dining room. There are two. There's one to your right and one to your left. I look at Rainbow, just like point left and right, which way? I want to smell and see which way might be best. Um, I really want to make Rainbow sort of roll for these kind of smell things, because otherwise it's pretty... Okay, Um, what do you want me uh, to roll? Investigate? Yeah, I think investigate. Come on, dice, go! Oh, that's an 11 plus 2. Is it sharp for... Yeah, it's sharp for investigate. It's plus 2 is 13. Well, 12 plus, you may ask the keeper any question you want about the mystery, not just the listed ones. Please don't break my game. Well, I want to say, how do I get all of this out of this alive while stopping the monster and saving the child? But I feel like that's the wrong question. <laughs> I think um, just to do with what you set out to do, it's going to be, where exactly can I pinpoint the girl, maybe? Yes. You smell the girl most prominently coming from underneath the floorboards. She's down. She's blue. How strong does the floor look? We've already blown the element of surprise. Um, the floorboards are actually quite sturdy and thick as they are sort of, you know, the foundations for this... Uh, for this sort of ground floor. I'm going to lightly, like, like lightly scratch the floor and give Eli a meaningful look and look at the floor. I basically bark, bark, I'm lassie, kids trapped in the well at the floor. Uh, I'm going to circle that spot and then tip my head at him like, look, bud, I don't have thumbs and I don't have words. Work with me. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't have any thumb. I lack speech <laughs> and grasping technology. No. <laughs> that's the, that's the very complicated look in my eyes, and I'm looking at the floor like I'm gonna say like, well, I need to figure out. We probably should get everyone. So. Uh, I'm going to go through the right door. That's probably where I think the staircase is to go upstairs is. Eli, as you step through the right-hand door, you walk along an, a narrow hallway where your candlelight catches the crusty old wallpaper that's kind of half peeling off the walls that go yeah. up the rickety old staircase that leads to the second floor. 
And it really sets in the tone of how decrepit the cabin is. As you approach the base of these stairs, you look up and Luz and Ava appear at the top of the stairwell. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Hey. God, be quiet next time. You're the, you're the one who screamed. No. We think we found where the girl is. Downstairs. Oh. I didn't even know there was a downstairs to this place. Um, I'm busy. What do you mean you're busy? I'm busy. Eva, go with them. I gotta do this. It might help you guys. Are you sure you want me to leave you up here alone? In the dark, scary attic by yourself? With only a couple ceremony candles and some creepy and creepy looking runes. I can... Ava, can you leave me your phone, please? <laughs> Ava just hands over the phone. Thank you. I'll use this as a light. Okay. Just, I'll, I'll be fine. If I have to, I can, like, take my cow dress off. <laughs> Wait, no. I, I, have, I have blood on my skin. <laughs> no. About to say, what is this? The nudity club? <laughs> Look, Rainbow would know. Hey, I'm already a cartoon member. <laughs> if you need us, just scream. I will. I do that often. Perfect. And then she's going to go down to meet Eli. Ava, you grimace with each footstep as you descend these stairs as the boards kind of groan louder and louder with each step that you take. When you get around the halfway point, and you seem to miss a step because the staircase beneath you crackles and begins to splinter and cave under your weight. Roll like under pressure. Cool. I got 13. Well, what does this look like as the stairwell starts to cave under your feet? I was definitely thinking about sliding down the banister. Oh, cool, yeah. Like, just hopping on and sliding down. Like, whee! Pretty much. Can I take a piece of wood and skate down the banister and then do yeah. some skate flips at the end? Like it's a 90s cartoon. <laughs> you guys watch as Ava like, pulls the gnarliest grind down this banister. And then there's a, there's a guitar like screech at the end like... Wah! That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Thanks. As the rest of the splinters of the stairwell topple down to the basement, Ava, you turn around and have a quick look down, and it leads to the basement. Well, now Luz can't get down. Well, that was sick. <laughs> Shit, Luz. I'm going to peek my little tiny gross face over the edge of the <laughs> floorboard beneath me. You peek over the side of the railing of the top floor, and you look down to the first floor, where you see Aver, Eli, and Rainbow also peeking down into the basement, which is just pure pitch black nothingness. I hold up the candelabra. Hey guys, be careful next time, maybe. Oh yeah. And also, you gotta don't forget me up here later when you kill the thing. If you kill the thing, I can't jump down. <laughs> By the way, Lucy, you figure out how magic works. I know, I know how magic works. I can't do physical magic. Just, just work the magic up there. We'll take care of the rest. At least there's no stairs going up to you now. Uh, I, I hand uh, Ava the candelabra and tell her to show it on, and I'm just gonna think hard about magic and see if anything happens. Um, as you're sort of shifting this, uh, the candle opera around, you notice to like, um, the side of this, like in the side of the stairwell, there's actually a small little door that would lead into another stairwell that leads down into the basement that you can see now. So are we going downstairs or? You just see Eli in the corner, just like doing jazz hands with his hand, trying to figure out how to make it work again. And magic. Nope. Magic. Come on. 
Abracadabra. Ava is going to look, um, gesture toward the door. Be like, hey, you wanna, you wanna go with me? Oof. And I'll, I'll turn around and I'll head down. And I'll follow after Rainbow. Eli, we're going down. You can join us when you're done. Would you, oh, sh- I'm going to start working my way a little bit back from where they are and still try and figure out the backup magic plan. Creaking down a set of old but stable stairs, you descend into the basement of this cabin. Did you bring the candles with you? Uh, yeah, totally. As you descend down these stairwells, you notice in front of you, hanging from the ceiling, an unlit light fixture swings gently back and forth, creating the only motion in this space. As you take in the scene of rows of high, packed, dusty shelves that run perpendicular to a central walkway that stretches in front of you to the back wall. And at that back wall, just on the edge of your candlelight, you notice is a lump of cloth that rainbow... You know it smells exactly like Abigail. That's my girl! This feels like a trap. Well, there always are. Fortunately, I picked Pure Joy as my drive, and I'm super happy to see that kid. Tail wagging. I'm just going to bound over to the child and see if she's okay. Ava, you watch as Rainbow goes bounding off into the edge of the darkness of your candlelight. As tail wagging, she joyously romps forward. And Rainbow, you catch up to this piece of cloth now and as you shove your nozzle sort of nozzle 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 muzzle muzzle as you shove your muzzle into it uh you disturb the body of a small girl who kind of she groans a little bit to let you know that she is still alive uh but has been knocked out ava you step down a little bit further now landing at the bottom of the basement you feel this wonderful sense of relief as you you see that you guys have successfully found the girl. And to your right, out of the corner of your eye and from the edge of your candlelight vision, all you see is a red flash as a heavy body crashes into you and tackles you into the cement wall next to you, uh, dealing three harm to you. As you up the candles and they spill onto the floor, are extinguished, and you are plunged into pitch black darkness. Eli and Rainbow, you've just heard this massive you've just heard this massive scuffle happen from the bottom of the stairwells. Who would like to do what? As soon as Ava's form kind of vanishes and I see that red streak of whatever passed by, you just hear a roll kick the mass. Really hope I don't roll bad on this. There's a lot that can go wrong if you roll bad. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? You want to know what I rolled? Mm-hmm. Number ones again? Nope. I, uh, it's a one and a two. But because of how important I feel this is, I'm a burn a luck point. Ooh, this early. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. I feel like I really cannot. Because here's my, here's my, like, mental state for this. Eli has predicted this exact event happening, and mm-hmm. he is trying mm-hmm. everything to prevent it. So he is going to burn a luck point. When I have a question, though. When you burn luck points, do you still mark experience, or is that... I mean, I like the idea. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right, so every I'll time we burn a luck point, we're going to use experience. New rule. Anyway. Okay, so what are my options for kick-ass advanced since I pulled a so high? <laughs> Instead, picking an enhanced effect. 
You completely hold the advantage. All hunters involved in the fight get plus one forward. You suffer no harm at all. Your attack inflicts double the normal harm. Your attack drives the enemy away in a rout. Okay. Um, so we're going to go with double the normal harm. So it takes minus four harm. All right. Eva. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> You're putting that in. You're putting your screw ups in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. It's going to be so unrealistic. People are just like, there's no way he didn't mess that up. <laughs> Eli, you whip out your 38 revolver and we see a bright flash and a loud bang as your shot wails this thing right through the chest. As it turns towards you, rushes up the stairwell a little bit. As it opens its jaw and we see this black mist begin to spill out again into the air. And with intention, it directs itself immediately up both of Eli's nostrils and Eli feel this burning icy sensation as this black smoke consumes you and it consumes your vision of this room except it is just you and this monster in this space you hear this beast say you fool even if you silence me you will not silence our overpower I am merely the beginning of the end I am the alpha to the omega You cannot stop what is yet to come. And all of your friends will suffer and die under our power. Uh, Ava and Rainbow, what you see is Eli and this beast both now just frozen, standing still, uh, just locked eyes on each other. And that's all you can sort of take from this situation. Do you want to go simultaneously? Yes, I do. (laughs) Uh, Describe what's gonna happen. Can I add? I was just saying. Uh, before she does that, can oh, I yeah. add a little bit of flavor to it? Yeah, go for because it. I think um, it doesn't happen fully like it did the last time. But for anyone who would notice, a little bit of that darkness is creeping up on his eyes, on Eli's eyes. But I, yeah, that the same, similar to the uh, tune-in thing earlier. I just thought yeah. eh, maybe I should add that for flair because why not? Absolutely, dude. All right, describe to me what you guys want to do. So Ava is gonna Leroy Jenkins it and just <laughs> just, yeah. just run in. She's going. <laughs> Glade first, as much noise as she can make, heading right for it to stabby McStab it. I want to uh, just bound forward, and I want to just land on it and bite it right at the base of its neck so that it won't be able to get back at me. I want to just, like, get him right at the base of his neck, shoulders, area, and just chomp down as hard as I can. Ladies, roll kicks and ass. All right, come on, please. I promise I'll be good for the rest of the night if you just give me a good roll. <gasps> oh! What'd you get? Double sixes! Hell yeah! <laughs> I got a nine. Hey. Oh, very, very cool. We watch as Ava pulls out her glaive and she puts a spin to it, lines it up perfectly and drives the blade edge of it directly through the chest cavity of this beast. At the same time as Rainbow's jaw comes into view and snags the base of this beast's neck in her maw. And this beast lets out a guttural roar. <laughs> 
And Eli, you are snapped out of the trance and hold that this thing had on you. And Rainbow, you are just biting down harder and harder on the base of this thing's neck. And we start to hear the rip and tear as you rip the head right off of this body. The body of this thing fall limply backwards. With a loud thump, it lands on the basement floor beneath you guys. We killed him! I think Eli, looking forward, not even at the beast, maybe it's still a little bit of that darkness creeping up in his eyes. Uh, I'd like to use magic. What do you want to do? There's an ability in magic that is called Observe Another Place or Another Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I rolled a seven, so it's only a partial success. I was thinking maybe I could observe. I see another time, and I cut to the creation of this monster, because I assume it was upstairs and where the black tar shop was. Gavin, I f***ing love you. (laughs) Thank you. This is such a cool mechanic for the story. Eli, you are outside the cabin, only you're not standing, but floating, and it is much earlier this evening. In the forest around us, a chorus of chirping crickets suspend our ears in a summer's symphony. The fading sunlight sends her last kisses to the outstretched fingers of the beautiful conifers that scatter and almost swallow up the abandoned and discarded cabin we hover outside. Before our eyes can register what happens, the roof of this cabin explodes in an inky black eruption as shards of timber and shattered glass launch outwards and our vision is temporarily blinded. Following the earth-shattering explosion, and through the smoky haze and debris that ensues, we softly focus on the caved-in rooftop of this cabin, where a tall man in a black trench coat gathers himself momentarily. The man removes some items from his trench coat, kneels down, and begins carving into the floorboards beneath him, meticulously and purposefully working. He pulls at something chained around his neck, chants momentarily in a language that you, Eli, do not recognize. Before standing up, dragging this utensil across the flap of his trench coat, and watching as the black, detached fabric flutters to the ground and begins to writhe. The slick fabric turns to a bubbling broth as we see a red, furry, elongated arm reach out from the puddle and begin to pull itself out of nothing right in front of this man. The man stands, patient, collected, until the beast that you, Eli, have only just helped slay moments ago eventually pulls itself up and out and stands towering above the man, silent and waiting. 
the man exchanges a few unheard words with this monster before reaching into his trench coat for something and then plunges his closed fist forwards, burying his arm deep into the chest of this monster. Once the man removes his arm, without skipping a beat, the monster turns, leaps off the side of the roof, and dashes away into the forest, headed straight for Flanagan Farm. Moments later, we see the man exit the front door of the cabin and enter into the woods, headed in the opposite direction, headed for Broadstead. And then your vision snaps back to the basement as you gasp for air, trying to regain your bearings. Ava's going to go over and provide a little bit of support just because she knows when this usually happens, he doesn't do too well afterwards. And then um, I think Ava's going to point to the girl and be like, hey, Rainbow, can you uh, grab her? I'm going to uh, collapse on the floor and turn back into uh, a girl and be very sweaty and very worn out and still bloody from where it bit me on like the neck shoulder meat area. And naked. Well, yeah. Actually, I probably still have, like, the rough of your hoodie on. And, like, it's in shreds. Okay. (sighs) Pause. Everybody just pause. We have two capable adults outside who can help get people. I'm gonna go get them. I'm gonna set Eli down and then run out and get Augustus, Mr. Flanagan, and the brown coat. And just request some assistance. (laughs) Yeah, you step outside and you see that uh, Mr. Flanagan is hiding behind a tree with the brown suit as uh, Augustus kind of stands in front, just kind of guarding them and cautiously, like, not sure what happens. But then he sees you emerge and you see him, like, sort of sigh with relief. And he just, like, runs over to you and is like, are you okay? I heard. Oh, my God. Ava, what's going on? Everyone's fine, but we got a couple people who really can't get out by themselves. Could could you guys help us, please? Yes, of course. Uh, and he just leans over to his shoulder and like gives a big thumbs up and gestures for them to to come over. And also, watch- Luz is in the attic, and uh, the stairs are broken, so we have to figure out a way to get her down. <sighs> That's okay. She's okay as well. She's Everyone's- okay. Everyone's okay. Little hurt. Nobody dead. Oh, and he's just like touching his legs, right? like oh. We watch as the adults, Augustus, Mr. Flanagan, and the brown suits now head into the cabin and they make down the basement with everybody else. Mr. Flanagan is tending to his daughter and he is just so relieved to see her and he holds her in this deep embrace and she's kind of now like puttering awake. Cute little... (coughs) She kind of wakes up. (laughs) Augustus works his way upstairs and with caution and carefulness, he shimmies his way up the stairwells to retrieve Luz. Uh, What's Luz been doing this whole time? Uh, you know, studying the things, <laughs> the the runes. Yeah, actually, you know what, Luz, while you're up there, you kind of gain like maybe a mental picture or something of uh, of what you see. Ooh, and you get to see that. They look like Egyptian runes. I get to see it too since I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm. Not, I forget that roll twenty was a thing. Yeah. 
I think I think I wrote those symbols down in like a. Do you think I brought my like? Would it be okay if I brought like my messenger back full of books? Because I don't think I said I put them down. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you. I think canonically you did bring them, and yeah, I think Augustus uh, gets to the top of the stairwell, and you're just kind of like scribbling down the. Yeah, I think like maybe you've like ripped out some pages, and you're kind of you know that thing where like they lay it across the screen, and they like a uh, they shade with a pencil to like get the imprint. Mm-hmm. I think maybe like you're doing that, and Augustus comes to the top, and he says, "Um, oh my goodness, lose." <sighs> okay, you're uh, you're okay too. This is this is fantastic. Yep, I say as I'm still doodling, <laughs> trying to research. What are you doing up here? What's what? Is, what is this? As he steps closer to investigate the scene and take it all in, I'm figuring that out right now. What do you suppose it is? Again, I'm figuring that out right now, Mister Coward. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm mad at you. Hmm. Not expecting that. <laughs> Sam's hands are kind of tied for us to be an effective team of teenagers. <laughs> While yeah. there are so many adults around, they can't be capable. Yeah. You are in a corner, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, honestly, I just look past her because as far as Augustus is concerned, you guys were like purposefully chosen be, like, to do this. Um, and, and he trusts that. I love Augustus. Do you guys want to do anything with this scene before, before we leave it? I think Eli just maybe walked outside to get some fresh air mm-hmm. and looked up to the uh, the roof. A uh, quick little flash, and that remembers that it, what just happened. Mm-hmm. And then he remembers the cabin, and he's like, why not? And starts walking towards there. Like, the, the back cabin, because I know he said there was, like, a back... Oh, the shed! A tool shed, yeah. Yeah, the shed. Yeah, okay, so Eli, we follow you as you walk sort of hazily and hazily up to the back tool shed. Um, you pull open the door. It's still dark, so it's, it's pretty hard to see in here. Probably pull out my phone. You pull out your phone to try and just get a look at this place. Roll investigative mystery. Uh, what's that plus? Plus sharp. Okay, that's a nine. A nine, excellent. You get to hold one. Yeah, what is being concealed here? As you pull out your phone light and you start to sort of sweep the, the corners of this tool shed, you see that it is just like lined pretty much wall to wall with an assortment of tools. There are hacksaws and there are, there are just basic wooden saws. There are axes, hammers and stuff like that. Um, all have been like boarded up to like have specific places. Um, but as you're sort of sweeping around, you notice that there is a, a gap in one of the, in like the, the wall of tools. And a thick layer of dust reveals exactly the outline of this. And it is a crowbar that has been taken quite recently and is missing kind of like go up to it feel the wall it's like huh i didn't see him go anywhere near this uh back shed when i saw him walk outside the house today this shed was blurred and out of vision he heads off into the forest um so he didn't go in the direction of uh, the shed though it is in the direction of the shed but you didn't see him enter this because you just kind of uh, your vision was kind of blurred and so I can only assume. Yeah, you can only assume that maybe he went into here first before leaving. Or he's still around. Ooh. <laughs> I'll look outside the cabin and I'll just stare in that direction for a while because Eli doesn't know what to do at this point. Anybody else want to do anything? I was just going to say, I think Ava's fretting over people, making sure they're okay. Yeah. Augustus is now like on the phone somehow calling in just some more brownsies to come and like close up this investigation and sort of go with the proper formalities. So you're, you're reassured that like sort of backup is on its way and this scene will be like sort of closed down for investigation. 
But until then, you guys have like access to everything that you need right here. I want to wobble up the stairs. Like I'm getting my breath back, but it's like I just exercised for three hours straight. I find yeah. Eli and I uh, I hand him back the sad remnants of his hoodie. Like I'm <laughs> sorry, I, I um I broke your shirt. That's okay. I I uh, I have um I have more. Fly. He doesn't have more. <laughs> um um. Are you okay? Yeah, just you know, tired. It's it's hard doing that for so long. Oh, the transforming. Yeah, I mean, the longer you spend as it, the easier it is. But I like being like this. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, that it's really cool. But I'd rather be able to talk with you than have to interpret snarls and awkward eye looks and head tilts. It makes more sense if you were raised with it. I think. Yeah, I guess so. And then make sure that my girl is safe. Followed her smell. You return to find Abigail and Mr. Flanagan just kind of, they have a coat over both of them and, and, and Mr. Flanagan is like softly tending to the gash on her forehead. But at this point, Abigail kind of wakes up and she, she says, ah, sh- I'm going to have to do a little girl voice, aren't I? Oh, God. <laughs> I was about to say, she says that? Can someone actually just like role play as, um, as Abigail? I can do a little girl voice. No. No. Thank you for saving me. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Papa? I'm so happy to see you. Thank you so much for saving me. You're all so great. Thank you. Let's uh, it's the fine work of these wonderful people that that uh that you're nice and safe. So yeah, you. I'm just so glad I get to see you again, Abigail. I thought, I thought I'd lost you. I was so scared. Don't worry, we're gonna get you a nice little cup of tea. You can have as much ice cream as you want tonight, as much as you want. Okay, Papa. Once that's all done, I want to. At least wants to confront Gus some more. <laughs> God, dang it! Yeah, go for it. Um, I feel like once I have all everything like written down, I'm gonna yep. give him the silent treatment while we walk downstairs. <laughs> and uh, once once we're outside, um, I'm just gonna like stop him, like tug on his sleeve, <laughs> and just look up at him and uh, make sure no one else is around. Uh, wipe my hair out of my face and just glare at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beautiful. God. You. You. I, well, listen. You listen here. Okay. You are like 200 million years old. And like, I don't, wait, how old are you? I'm 34. It doesn't matter. You're, you're an adult. And I have these little legs. I have these little arms. I can't do anything. I have these knives. I don't. Have, I don't know what to do. Like, come on. And like, and like, come on. Admit that I'm stronger than you. Then admit that uh, me, a five foot three little person, admit that I'm stronger than you. And I'm gonna pop out my chest. Lose. You are far stronger than anybody that I have ever met. And it is that strength that helped as he reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out the burnt piece of paper that says innocent across it. It is that strength to make sure that Rainbow is safe. I'm just gonna tear up maybe and just be like, I almost, I couldn't die and you're, you didn't do anything. I guess, I know, it's okay. And I'm, I'm gonna like shuffle towards them and like 
I, I don't I don't think I could put my head in his my face in his chest. I'm gonna put my face in his stomach and just cry. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts one arm behind your back and just starts tapping you on the shoulders like shh, 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 shh. It's okay. Yes, I know. I know. No. You did amazingly. I am so proud of you. Sorry, it's so good. It's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I love doing Lulu's voice. I'm sorry, y'all. We watch on as each of the hunters now slowly meet up with each other and a set of brown suits armed with dusty and probably outdated crime scene cameras and investigation gear arrive and begin to lock down the scene. Augustus walks away from the cabin with his arm looped around Luz's shoulders, and he catches up with Ava who maybe has her arms linked around the shoulders of Eli and Rainbow. As we watch our hunters shaken but alive, make their way back through the forest towards Flanagan Farm. We watch as they pile into the brass spherical roller pod and take off down the crooked, fenced, bumpy driveway, headed for home. The city lights come into view and illuminate the battered, but relieved faces of our hunters as the pod glides across the countryside and winding down the mountain slopes and into the city of Broadstead. Skipping forward, we see Augustus throwing the tarp back over the parked pod in the back alley of the hotel as our hunters help each other make their way back up the stairs and up into Augustus's office and watch as they drag chairs over and sit themselves down in front of the fireplace, nestled in its warm embrace. The thing with Monster of the Week is that at the end of each mystery, you get to ask a bunch of questions, and if you answer yes to most of the questions, you get extra XP for everybody. So, I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and you can say yes or no, and if so, uh, you have to explain sort of what was happening. So, the first question is, did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. 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 Definitely. What was the mystery? Just kind of, you may not have all the answers, but like... Well... Basically, what we got from it is that a dude. Well, can we like say like stuff that just all everything that everyone else heard? Yeah, because you guys are the players. This is like yeah, characters. all right. So yeah, we found out that there was this dude, and he had a black trench coat, and he summoned this weird creature. Yeah, he was whipping it out. Hey, buddy, you want to buy a sundial? <laughs> uh, he also grabbed a crowbar, but that's more of a theory. Uh. Mm-hmm. And this thing just went on killing, and I'm assuming it. The purpose of it was just like to ensue panic and disbalance and order and that kind of stuff. But the mystery was uh, basically there was this unknown monster, and we had to find it, and we found it, and we found out the truth, and we also proved rainbows in a, in a, in a, in a, in a And we saved a little girl. 
Yes. Yes. So that leads into my next question. Did we save someone from certain death or worse? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Abigail. But not the cows. I was about to say the poor cows. <laughs> yeah. The poor cows. <laughs> Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes. Yes. We, I say we learned a lot of information. We learned a lot of backstory about the place. Ava and uh, Eli learned a lot about kind of how this place works, certain things like people don't eat meat. We also learned about <laughs> magic. Yeah, I... there's a lot of things we learned about. So, okay, what what are some like specific things that you learned about the about the world? Obviously, magic exists. That's yep. one of okay. them. That like the 200 year violence has not been broken. Yep. Yeah. The hotel summons people. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of sentient in some way. That's something we learned about the world yep what else eli and abel learn that there's a whole other world yes exactly a that's a whole big... new world. a new fantastic point, point of view no one can oh tell God. us no we're gonna get copyrighted we're gonna get copyrighted Shut <laughs> up. if we have less than 30 like seconds it. they can't touch us exactly <laughs> disney will find a way they always find a way last question did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. I think so. Definitely. Go. What did we learn? What did we learn something about Bun? Lose, 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 lose. <laughs> well, we found out she's a psychopath. No. <laughs> you covered yourself in blood. Blood. We I... moved past that. And then threw yourself at the monster. What we learned about Luz is that although she's not very skilled in the physical part of fighting she is very smart mm. there you go so anything that revolves around weird symbols and magic go to lose yeah. yeah here's a big one what did we learn about rainbow rainbow the werewolf yeah <laughs> duh that's the biggest thing did we learn anything about uh eli he's a we magical boy I'm a magical boy we i have weird dark creepy powers i can see into other places Yep. And I get weird connections, and I apparently am linked to some weird dark power that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. What did we learn about Ava? Um, Ava's the chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she can do sick flips, I guess. Yes! She can. Yes! <laughs> Skateboard tricks. Uh, she got a really cool weapon. She yeah. did get a really that's pretty, cool weapon. That's, uh, that we really don't know why it was there. We also learned that she has a magical tarot deck that speaks to her in some way or gives her precise premonitions. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So if you get three or four, you get to mark two experience. So everybody, mark two experience for yourselves. Hey. That is a level up for more. I was to say, I'm pretty sure I leveled up. All right, Eli, uh, Ava level up. I didn't. Me neither. Because my stats are, I, I should have made my stats worse. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. It's a catch twenty two because uh, we did the things we needed to, but at the same time, I'm not upset. I got a freaking, I got so many good rolls. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of bad rolls, and then I did too. when you gain five experience in most of the week, you get to level up, and depending on your playbook, you get to uh, take a bunch of different moves, or you can boost your stats, and it sort of depends playbook to playbook. Uh, Eli, what do you want to do? I think it would be fitting because I think we discussed about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the mystical library. Excellent. Uh, and what does that grant you mechanically? The mechanic for it is just kind of like, I think you get like a plus one ongoing for magic, right? Or something. But I kind of wanted to view it as Eli is very confused and needs answers and is panicked and all mm-hmm. of these kinds of things. 
So there's definitely still going to be books in this like library to read mm-hmm. and understand more about his powers. But I also kind of want there to be like a meditation zone, so where he can get a, uh, a little bit more in control of his emotions, mm-hmm. and maybe calm down and figure out ways to help that. I don't know if yeah. I, I can do that, but I kind of think that would be cool flavor wise. Leave it with me. Let me. Uh, I'll hash over that and. We'll iron out the folds in it later on. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Ava, what would you like to choose? So I'm debating between take another custom move or gain an ally. Because I think that'd be kind of interesting. Okay. But I don't think that one really falls in line with this mystery. So I think I'm just going to take another move. Sure thing. What move do you want to take? I'm going to take devastating. So when you inflict harm, you may inflict plus one harm. Right. Oh, wow. So what does that make your weapon? That now makes my weapon three. Damn. Man. Yeah, she gets strong after that. It was getting OP coming <laughs> after you. <laughs> no! So powerful to be kept alive. Too powerful. Well, congratulations, guys. You have successfully solved my first mystery. But let's find out what happens in the next episode of The Player's World. Bye, everybody. Bye! Bye. Bye. Adios!